We've been doing this for a year, and I'm still sort of amazed we've managed it with our schedules. I don't know what my liver is doing right now. <laughs> my liver will, may not survive Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Okay. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bolsby. Welcome, listeners, to a very special Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. It's one of those episodes. This is like an 80s sitcom where it's one of those special episodes. This is our 50th podcast, and so we thought that it was time for us to finally talk about the movie that started it all, Xanadu. And so we invited with us two more Xanadu fans to join Melissa and I. We have Sharon Steitler. Hey! And we have Gordon Smooter. Hello. We also have in our studio audience Jennifer Gordon's wife. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. Menken. Um, Jennifer Menken, who has also been a past guest of this episode. So it's we, true. We have like the the dream team of Xanadu. <laughs> because and, as we talked yeah. about, we need to do a Xanadu episode. These are the people who said, oh, I want to be there. I love that movie. Because <laughs> you can only be here if you love the movie. Do you love that movie? Love it. Mm-hmm. Not like snarky love, unabashed love. Unironic for love. Unironic love. Love in the purest form, in the most platonic ideal. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I didn't know it was platonic because I want to fuck it. Well, I'm talking about the platonic <laughs> ideal, not like platonic no sex. Because I would have sex with Gene Kelly. I would have sex with this movie. Yes. Shut up. I would have sex with Gene Kelly. <laughs> Who wouldn't have? I think everybody here. As long as Olivia was there watching. Okay. I just want. Can I be part of the foreplay so I can bounce quarters Mm. off Gene Kelly's ass? Because even in even in this movie, when he's older, he He still he still had it. Oh man, he had it. Twinkle, twinkle. Every time he shows up on screen, he's like, "Look at me, I'm twinkling, I'm twinkling." His ass twinkling, his eyes twinkling, mostly his ass. And you know what's nice about those older guys? I mean, they know their way around the clitoris. They do. Yeah. And as you've informed us before. All right. So this is our special 50th episode. We actually have some champagne. Somebody else should open this. I'm I'm worried I might. Okay. 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 I I will. I'm worried that I would like crack something. Hey, Wendy, did we introduce ourselves? I'm Wendy. That's Melissa. Hi. Okay. So if you're here on the 50th episode and you don't know who these two nutcases are, <laughs> sometimes yeah. that's where I'm people sorry. start. Yeah, though. you never know. You never, you never know. know. You never know. I'm Wendy. I love Xanadu so much, and that's Melissa who I'm, puts up with me. I'm pretty good with Xanadu. I'm pretty good with it. I'm she is, or we couldn't it. get would along. You fuck it. I probably would fuck it okay. because that would be a wild fucking time. <laughs> Oral or anal? Ooh. Why, Top I, or bottom? I, I Why would it, you choose? I think it <laughs> I feel like this could be an all night session where you try out everything once. Xanadu, I'm going to do some butt stuff. Would, would it glow? 
<laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah, of course it would glow. If okay. it would glow, okay. then anything it would have, could happen. It would have a glowing All outline, right. and then it would streak into the sky. Okay. Dear, <laughs> dear listeners, for No this. awkward conversation the next morning. <laughs> Sharon's in the house. <laughs> so, dear listeners, Bye. to start this off, we have some lovely champagne. We have Cupcake Vineyards Prosecco. We also have some and champagne in case we want mimosas. And okay. to be clear, we've already watched the movie. And while watching the movie, some of us drank sake, some of us drank scotch, some of us drank sake and scotch. Like me. And now I will have champagne. Hold on. Hold on. Was, by the way, that was real, folks. That wasn't a sound effect added later. That was, that was done professionally. I, I, am, I am watching the the mist. Okay, stream you've still above. got. You've got. No, yeah. I'm not doing champagne or sake. I can't no. do sake because yeah. of my mom. Because uh, because of your mom. Because Sharon has Lagavulin 16 in her glass, which is a perfectly valid <laughs> decision. But no, the oh. reason why I can't drink sake is because when I was a teenager, my parents took me to a Japanese restaurant. And they tried sake for the first time. And my mom started sipping it. She's like, hmm, oh, wow. And she kept sipping it. And so she handed it to me and she said, taste that. And I was like, okay. And I tasted it. And she's like, that's what semen tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) That's what your dad tastes like. Oh! Oh my God! Did she say this in front of your father? He was away at the bathroom at the time, because otherwise she would not have given me a drink in front of him. But she was just like, "That's what semen tastes like." And you looked at your mom and said, "You're right." (laughs) Hey, Melissa, let's toast to the fact that we've done this for a year. Yes. Congratulations, guys! Clink, clink, yeah, clink all around. Uh, so we should actually talk about Let's talk about Xanadu and not let's... what my father's semen tastes like. Yeah, don't. Let's not go back there. Let's I feel back. like this should be in its own special episode, a mini episode. Sharon's father. Things I can't talk about on birding podcasts. <laughs> you don't work that in? I'm confused. I'm so shocked. I it's, don't understand. It's frowned upon. <laughs> okay. Surprisingly, so, so is Xanadu in many quarters. And fuck them anyway. All right, so here's okay, the thing, so, listeners. Okay. I have been putting up with these other people talk about other completely shitty movies that I may or may not love. Let us be clear. I love shitty movies. But my stance is and will always be that Xanadu is not a bad movie. I'm not saying it's necessarily a good movie. But when you hold it up against, like, the apple, which is... Unish- it's seriously it's so poorly made it's so great it's great it's but great. it's poorly made it doesn't the watch production- it and you'll love it the production values are <laughs> nowhere near xanity no 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 they start really good <laughs> and then eventually you get to hippies in the park you can just watch the budget run out yes but that's not the case with xanity nope. and then there's grease too right where? I love both these movies. We have done double features of Xanadu and Grease 2, and you always want to do Xanadu first. But mm-hmm. Because Xanadu is good. Xanadu has excellent, excellent music Xanadu with has some good flaws. performances. <laughs> it just lacks, commits, I'll grant you that. but it, it does lack something in the way of dialogue, but it's got Gene <laughs> Kelly, and whenever he shows up, he makes it work, and it's okay. And the music is so great. What, what Grease 2 lacks in musicality? Xanadu lacks in some of its writing. I mean, Grease 2 is a snappier script. Inaccurate? God, yes. It. I, I can't... I, I have so many problems with Grease 2, so let's not talk but about But I want to say, so, I unabashed... I mean, this is like, you know, comparing one-night stands. I love them both, but I'm... 
temporarily, but I'm still gonna. I, I yeah, they're just different. Zan- I will uh, always go back to Xanadu. And I know we have in the room a holdout for can't stop the music on <laughs> <Yeah>. this fight. <laughs> that would be Jennifer over there. That would be Jennifer. But, but 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 we do have. Oh wait, we, no, that's, we do that's have a shock treatment. We well. do have two Xanadu diehard devotees. I love yes. Xanadu and and Gordon and Wendy. Xanadu so is a cut they, above. They overrule the rest of us. No, it's a cut no, it's above. Not, it's not an overrule. It's just fact. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. But see, I think what I love is when you realize the flaws and you still love it anyway. You you have to you have to realize the flaws in order to love some of these things. <laughs> I think I, the flaws make it better. Well, no, some of the flaws do, but not all the flaws no. do. All right. Okay, so what are the flaws in Xanadu? Well, wait, wait, wait. There might be somebody out there, one lone deprived Oh, human being who oh, might sh- actually not know what Xanadu is. Do we have to do what? a spoiler Hold on. alert? <clears throat> we 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 might, but we should. Do I we would like to... to hear somebody summarize Xanadu. I get, I get, I get, I get. I, I, I feel like Gordon should. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon should summarize Xanadu. And you can correct him if he's wrong. He probably won't be. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, take it, Gordon. Um, Xanadu is a movie. <laughs> Wow. That's and really succinct, man. And I haven't even been drinking. Um, no, no. <laughs> Gordon, um, Go- Gordon is our sober driver tonight. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, actually, what's what's weird is that Xanadu is um, like the last gasp of musicals. It really is. The, I mean, without irony. Mm-hmm. They, they, they play the whole movie just completely straight. It's about a, a young artist who uh, quits his job to start a... Uh, roller disco nightclub with Gene Kelly uh, at the behest of a Greek a muse. Greek muse who doesn't have a Greek accent by the way it's no, an she's Australian. Australian yeah just saying mm-hmm. yeah an but Australian they, muse an Australian muse there's no <laughs> conflict other than the conflict of self right and that she wants to be with him they want to be together but that's not allowed that's the that's the only real conflict it's mostly just about roller skating and really excellent music by ELO and Olivia Newton-John and you can bang the shit out of a muse but you can't love a muse that's right that's yeah. true all right well you can fall in love with the muse but the muse can't fall in love with you the muse can't stay no yeah she's got other things to do it seems like such an ideal life i mean really <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> So, so, so listeners, yes, Xanadu is a movie. Um, it it features the talents of the late great Gene Kelly. Yes, it, and very the, great Gene. And his <laughs> final movie, not his final television appearance, but his final movie. This yes. is the last movie he ever made, and he does dance in it. God bless him. Yeah. Oh, he's and he's still fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't a God bless him. Like, oh, you're trying to dance. No, oh, no, no. Yeah. He he no. delivers. He, but what's he, really hilarious yeah. is that you always hear these stories about Gene Kelly and and uh, you know other famous dancers who reach a certain age and then they say, okay, I'll be in your movie, but I will not dance. Mm-hmm. And then the 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 crew, the the producer, the director, they 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 just hound this person until finally they go, okay, fine, I'll dance, and. So. Well, it's true. In this movie, the Whenever You're Away From Me number was shot after f- initial filming had finished. Mm-hmm. Right. They went back to shoot it. And, of course, as we know, Gene Kelly insisted on a closed set with just him and Olivia, the camera person, the director, and one other choreograph helper. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's it. And then I'll take care of it. And, of course, he did his own choreography because 
Which he lifted from his own work. Yes, he yes. did. <laughs> but that man had a tremendous body of work. That was and he had yeah. a tremendous body. But yeah. that but of work. That that scene tremendous is ass. just so beautiful because you know, Gene Kelly, you can tell, is getting on in years in the movie, and then he stands up and he starts dancing. It's like, oh, it's still Gene Kelly. It's and he still, still can lift Olivia oh, and John. Yeah, you he's, know? It's and beautiful. he's such a good dancer that he makes her look good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that is the hallmark of a truly generous dancer and a great dancer is he makes her look good. She looks good dancing next to Gene Kelly when she is not a dancer. And he makes sure that she looks good standing next to him. That's just beautiful. That's 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 artistry. Mm-hmm. That's professional. That's yeah. totally pro. What a pro. Now, that said, every scene that Gene Kelly is in in this movie, he classes oh. up the joint. He commits. <laughs> he classes up the joint immensely. Just And it's not because he, he's trying to be like, I'm Gene Kelly and the rest of you are just fuckers. It's just he's so goddamn charming. <laughs> he really is, yeah. And he twinkle twinkles. He, and he makes twinkle, an actor twinkle. out of Michael Beck. Yeah. He does. Oh, Michael Beck. No, Michael no, Beck. Now, Michael Beck, at this point, had done the Warriors. And though what? he was... That wasn't his line, but you know, hey. I, that's what you always that's think what, when you think of Michael Beck. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you think of that and you think of his bare chest under a vest and, you know, that's the warrior. And that's right. his mulleted haircut with feathers. Oh, he is right, wearing yeah. a vest in this movie as well. He is well. Yeah, very, very much vesty. But he, wears, he wears a vest in, yeah. in Houston Knights. Oh, he shit. Hell, oh in this movie, he wears a vest when he's a bird. That's true. And, and that, oh shit, bird. and I really hate birders who wear vests. <laughs> <laughs> So saith Sharon Steitler. I do. If you're a birder who wears an oversized vest, I you're you don't look good. But Michael Beck could rock a vest. He That's really could. If you're Michael Beck, you can rock a vest. Yeah, yeah. He, Michael Beck is a lot. He does of the look vest. good with a vest. He does. Mm-hmm. Even as a fish, he can wear a vest. God, he just looks so good in this movie. Yeah, he, he actually. Yeah, he Get actually, Sean Cassidy hair. Mm-hmm. How can you not look good without with Sean Cassidy? I I love a man who's comfortable with some fine feathered hair. Now, earlier this week, I also watched Megaforce because I was with a friend who had not seen Megaforce before. I went, oh my God, you have to see Megaforce. Dear listeners, if you have not seen Megaforce, a whole new world awaits you. Barry Bostwick. (laughs) Barry Bostwick. That's that's almost a moral imperative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. You got to see Megaforce, man. You have no idea what's in store for you. (laughs) Especially now that it's on DVD and you can actually get your hands on it. Megaforce is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Megaforce is amazing. But Michael Beck is a supporting actor in Megaforce. So there was kind of this one two punch in the Michael Beck career of he was lifted up by the Warriors and it came crashing down with Xanadu and Megaforce. But but in some ways, he is still like. He's 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 had a better career than some people because oh, yeah. he's in these movies that have such a huge cult following. Oh, and yeah. so yeah. many people everybody knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. And all of us at some point, whether it's Megaforce, whether it's Warriors, or whether it's Xanadu, there's so many of us who use his movies as comfort food. Michael mm-hmm. Beck, I don't know if you ever listened to this podcast, but you are a source of comfort to so many of us. It's My- true. <laughs> Michael Beck, if you're listening to this podcast, call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, call yeah. any of us. So do you have a bird question? Speaking of Megaforce, I want to yes. do I want to do a double feature of a Megaforce and Ice Pirates. Yes, yeah. I have them both. Oh, yeah. MFG. We can do this right now. <laughs> no, I think we can do an impromptu first. Xanadu. Okay, so what Gordon has in his hands <laughs> is something that Sharon brought over. Uh, Sharon, what is it? It's something that I bought from the Science Museum of Minnesota. <laughs> 
It is a Marvel super special magazine of Xanadu, the illustrated story. And my favorite part was that at the beginning it says, Stan Lee presents. <laughs> yeah. Because of course he does. And then it is a comic book version of the movie where Gene Kelly somehow looks like Shazam. And yeah, uh... Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I know. So, so Olivia Newton-John looks like Dolly Parton she without does. the boobs. Yeah, <laughs> she does. She's got That's, Dolly's hair. And, and what does what does Michael Beck look like? Bruce Jenner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Modern day Bruce Jenner. Modern wow. day Bruce Jenner. So that's what you get to look at as you're flipping through this art. But then we also discovered who did the art. Oh no, I I can do the. Oh my god, I'm just looking. Okay, so the script was GM Demattis, who was doing Justice League at the time, with um um Giffen, right? Um, let's see, we've got <laughs> finished pencil art by. Like half a dozen people, which explains a lot, but one of them's Bill Sienkiewicz. Um, and Glynis Ween did the color. Howard Chaikin is in there somewhere. He's He worked on color as well. He worked on color. What's Elf Howard Chaikin doing color work for? I because they what probably the? had this shoved on them at the last second. Because, uh, well, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Because somebody at Marvel decided they needed to have a movie tie in comic on the stands. Good God. Or maybe because they were working some kind of deal with Universal at the time. Who knows? Oh, that could be. But it's a comic with um, biographical information about the stars, as well as behind the scenes information. Jesus, <laughs> and it's and it's god awful art. And they they didn't oh, even it's, ink it. Oh, it's, it, this is so. Wow. It's awful. <laughs> no, well, well. No, no, you're right. It's not inked, but it's also very poorly reproduced. I the the colorist is sitting here. Really, I've got my glasses off. I'm looking. No, this is very poorly done. Look at this this panel though, where she's going feelings with her gigantic Dolly Parton nails, <laughs> and here her boobs are almost Dolly Parton esque. Well, like but her got... hands are claws. Look yes. at that. Feelings. <laughs> like she wants to rip out your throat. Like. <laughs> Yeah, with my talons. Because when I think about Xanadu, what I think about is is Olivia Newton John's talons. Well, okay, but here's the thing. And then, and then on the last page, like there, there is a zombie moving happening. There, it's it's like all like yellow green, and there's a those are lights from the disco. Oh my god! Yeah, the lights are very zombie-like. But, here's, but, here's but he's not thing. wearing the cool Xanadu jacket. He's wearing like this day jacket and tie. Well, I do know uh, from hearing stories from Bernie Wrightson about the process of doing movie tie-in comics during this era, and a lot of times, uh, so that they could time the comics coming out at the same time as the movie, that uh, the artists would get very, very little lead time. Yeah, so, and yeah. and often. Almost no reference material, so they had right. nothing to work from. So, I mean, just going from like Bernie Wrightson's uh, Creep Show adaptation, you could tell who the famous actors were at the time. Like Ted Danson, he had no clue what Ted Danson looked like because Ted Danson wasn't famous yet. <laughs> but Fritz Weaver, Fritz Weaver, he knew pretty well what Fritz Weaver looked like. But this this was in the hands of many many different artists. She's at a much times. better skater. <laughs> in the comic book. Look is... at those splits, man. Here's my wow. question. I, is... and I know this is great radio listeners, but wow. I can take pictures and send them to you. Oh, but, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. we need, yeah, we need, we to, need to do the this. Pictures. Yeah. But this, yeah. is, this is Marvel Comics. They have a lot of people on staff, at, even at this time, 
who worked on romance comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they get any of those people <laughs> to do some of this? Or, or well, just... clearly somebody tried with Olivia Newton-John's chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, but... I'm sorry. Somebody had been working on a zombie comic when they drew some of this because it just looks horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, clearly mm-hmm. Bill Sienkiewicz worked on this before he became Bill Sienkiewicz. Here's the thing about Xanadu. It came out in 1980. I was 10 years old. I saw it in movie theaters and it truly influenced who I am as a person. <laughs> it really did. Right down to the roller derby thing. I want to hear how all of us came into Xanadu. So what what impact did that have on you? Well, I already roller skated a lot, but this just amped it up. Like I was in the street. I roller skated. I One summer, I did not take off my roller skates. <laughs> I, I put them on in the morning and I took them off at night. I wore them to meals. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is where I started sketching costumes <laughs> and I wanted them all to be flowy and one shouldered oh, yeah. and stuff. So this was my nascent beginnings as a costumer. This is where I started roller dancing. So this was my nascent beginner beginnings as a choreographer. I can't express to you how much I loved this movie. And I was just like, oh. <gasps> I want to be this movie. I want to glow with the light around me. I want to wear peasant <laughs> dresses and ribbons in my hair and dance. I want to dance too. <laughs> I loved it so much. Uh, this is what I thought femininity was, was ribbons in the hair and peasant dresses. And leg warmers, yeah. And leg warmers. Oh, it's all about the leg warmers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I seriously, I was I was on my mother for like two years. I need more leg warmers, mom. <laughs> See, I was like the youngest in my family of like all my sisters, because I have five sisters and two brothers. And like Jeez. all my mom's sisters had crazy amounts of kids. And so like even of the cousins, I was the youngest. And like they all had seen Xanadu already and they got to see it in the theater. And so when it like started to trickle out onto cable and VHS. They were like, oh, you know, Sharon, you got to watch this. There's a cartoon in it. And so that's how I got. And they, they sold it to me that there was a cartoon in the middle of this movie. And that didn't matter because the movie was amazing. And we would all pretend to be muses. So for me, it was kind of like a bonding thing with my sister Robin and my cousin Kim and, you know, some of my other sisters. And it's, and so, yeah, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm like with my sisters now. And the record copy of Xanadu that I have was a gift for my sister Robin when she moved out of the house. She's like, this is yours now. <laughs> it's it was such a great album. Oh. Everybody owned that fucking album. I love every song. I have it not only in iTunes but also on my Spotify Premium account. Mm-hmm. It's so back, good. Back when they were still lyrics in the liner notes. Oh yeah, <laughs> Gordon. How did you imprint on Xanadu? Yeah, it's not how every did, day you see I... a heterosexual male imprinted on Xanadu. Yeah, you know that's yeah. And uh, let's see. Um, I saw Xanadu at the Elk River. Theater. Oh, shit. Oh, the, the Elk River Theater, the little tiny crappy brick building on the edge of the river near in Elk River. Um, the same theater I saw Star Wars in. Same, same theater I saw um, Superman in. Same theater I saw Buck Rogers in. I mean, that was, you know, that was Elk River. That was what you did. Was you, what you When you went to town, you went to see the movie. So, um, saw Xanadu with my cousin Nicole, and I fell in lust with Olivia Newton-John. As you would. As you would. Why not? It was either she, Olivia Newton-John or Sandal Bergman in that movie. She had great legs. Yeah. I, oh. She she had gorgeous legs. Um, I didn't know who Sandal Bergman was. See, Conan hadn't come along yet. <laughs> 
And okay, we haven't talked about Sandal Bergman yet, so finish your imprinting, right. yes. and then we'll talk yeah. about Sandal um, Bergman. But you notice her. I mean, and, as I, and as I admitted earlier while we were watching the film, uh, I still have a thing for summer dresses. Um, <laughs> and leg warmers. And, uh, and he looks lovely in them. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Shoot. My wife found my secret stash one day, and it was just... <laughs> You know what? Almost the end of the marriage, but... <laughs> you just work that shit in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, he wouldn't let me wear them. <laughs> oh, no, you gotta oh, share. Gotta share. You, gotta you share. have to share. Gotta share. Okay, fine. It's in the marriage vows. <laughs> <laughs> when I cosplayed as Kira at last year's Convergence, my husband was quite affectionate. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, right? Everybody gets into a little bit of summer dresses with leg warmers. It's little, hot. Little ONJ. With some ribbons in the hair. Yeah. Um, and I, I also own the record album. Um, but I, I got the record album as payment for hauling wood at, at one of my mom's friend's house. That doesn't sound sexual at all. No. Is this a euphemism? Yeah. It is, it is not. Okay. He hauled some wood and they gave him the Santa do Actually... And then there's uh, there's just just way too much gay subtext there, I think. Did you take the fall? That's what we all want to know. <laughs> oh, oh, over and, and over again. And I learned this is Wendy again. I learned this was my beginnings of loving Art Deco stylings. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because it features heavily in the movie and in the logo. I I was fascinated by that so much and. So there was the choreography of it that was both the skating choreography and the dance choreography. And I just started getting fascinated by that. And my mother had already exposed me to all these movie musicals. And this just, boom, my little brain exploded, especially in the dancing number when they had both the 80s and the mm-hmm. 40s. And they came together. And my little brain went, oh. I don't know what just happened, but I want it to happen all the time. <laughs> that is my favorite scene in the movie. So how did you yeah. imprint, Melissa? You know what? I actually did not see Xanadu until adulthood. <gasps> I saw Xanadu on the same night I saw Megaforce for the first time. You're a late bloomer. <laughs> I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> how old were you? Oh, God. I I was I was living with Chris in the asylum. Oh, yeah. oh wow. The, the asylum house. Yeah, it was... What? Le- it was how? within the last 12 years. Yeah. I did not know this. I know, right? We, we should talk should. about Sandal Bergman. So okay. many people have masturbated to her. <laughs> As a choreographer... And a dancer. Have you masturbated to her, Wendy? I'm not going to answer that question. I can either confirm or deny. I'm not going to answer that question. I will tell you that she has made me weep tears of despair because I will never have legs like that. I there. I'm too short. Yeah, she's her totally legs are longer than you. Like her, in total. seriously, she her legs go all the way up. Yes. All the way up. Unlike other legs that only go halfway up. No, her legs, <laughs> when I say that, I mean it. Her legs, when you watch them, it's like they just keep going. And you're just like, look at that. Those legs go all the way up to there. And then there's more going on up and there. And she can kick them over her head. And they yeah. just, woo. So 
Sandal Bergman, if you don't know that, was also Valeria in Conan the Barbarian. So you mm-hmm. have seen her and she has actually delivered speaking lines in a movie. But when you watch any of the, the group dance numbers of the muses, the woman that you keep going, shit, that girl can dance. That's Sandal Bergman because she was a trained dancer. And so not that the other ladies weren't trained, but Sandal Bergman clearly was trained yeah. Yeah. more. Yeah, she's the first one out of Muse painting in the beginning, right? No, no she's no. not. She's not. No. Oh. no, no, no. She's like third. Yeah. She's third. She's okay. third. Okay. She's third, but she's the one when she kicks her leg, you go, shit. She's the Muse you always remember. Like when you collectively remember the Muses, you remember the Asian one and you remember Sandal Bergman. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. what is the, with that chick's legs? Go all the way up. Oh my God. She's and she just... has a bit of a rack. Um, she's not actually built that. No, she's really no, not. No, but the costuming, a... <laughs> it's like, hey, because well, she peasant was... dresses do that thing. Yeah, yeah but I mean, Olivia Newton-John's yes. peasant dresses, they just kind of like hang there. But like hers, it like goes down to a V and it's like, oh, I can see a shape here and a shape here. <laughs> Fair she, she, Great radio. She had, <laughs> I can see a, a, a backwards letter C and a frontwards letter C in the chestal area of this V-shaped kind of burgundy peasant dress with little white flowers on it. <laughs> attention to Sandal Bergman in this movie than I have. All you've been looking at is the legs. All I've been looking at is the legs. I know you like me to comment about her hair while we were watching it. I was like, really? That's what you're noticing? (laughs) She's so beautiful. And she is beautiful. And and you're right. I mean, she's a very charismatic dancer. I don't know shit about dance, but I know when she's on screen, she has that je ne sais quoi where I have to watch. When Mm. she dances, you go, shit, that woman can dance. And there's a style and a crispness, and her lines are gorgeous. And part of watching her made me want to be a dancer, and at the same time made me go, I'm never going to look like that. Mm. I'm five foot. I felt that way about Goober and the Ghost Chasers, so it's it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I'm never never going to be able to pull my ears and be an invisible dog. So who, so who the hell else is in this movie? Okay, so I there's a solid gold dancer is in this movie. Yes. A solid, oh, okay. Darcel. Darcel. You have to win. remember that when this came out, Solid Gold was a TV show that I watched every week. And, I'm shocked. And <laughs> while this movie is considered one of the, uh, it was the genesis of the Razzies because it was considered so bad that bad. Yeah, bad. So bad, Lerman? <laughs> so bad. Oh, well, so, kind of. <laughs> so bad, the Razzies, because of this and Can't Stop the Music, right? Yes. Yeah. The, this started the Razzies. And yet, the soundtrack was so popular, Magic was a number one, and you would hear Magic and Xanadu frequently, yes. week after week, on Solid Gold. And... Crazily enough, one of the solid gold dancers, the most famous solid gold dancer, what's her name? Darcel Wynn. That's right. <laughs> she is a featured dancer in this movie. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the um, Let's Blend the Tubes with the 1940s dance number. It's called Dancing. It's with called I don't tubes. know. You know, if people haven't seen the movie, they may not know what we're talking about. Okay. 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 Reel it back. Reel it back. Okay. So, this is yes. the most amazing mind-bending moment in the mu- in the movie. Seriously. It, it, it My is, favorite bit. My yeah. Favorite and it bit. is the one that kind of like seals the deal, even before the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Totally. You're like, what just happened? My brain has been completely fried. My view of the world has changed Okay. completely. Set the stage. All right. So here is Michael Beck 
and Gene Kelly, and they're in this abandoned building because Gene Kelly wants to open a nightclub and Michael Beck is like, what about this building? Let's, they, let's, let's be clear. Gene Kelly is a retired contractor with a shitload of money. Yes. And he's looking for a place to own a club. And, and and Michael Beck is like this artist who can't get his shit together. And it's like, oh, let me show you places. Contractor who couldn't find a building or build his own to start his own nightclub. Okay, <laughs> if you're going to be judgy about the plot, I can't handle that. All right. So they're in this empty building. And, and G. Kelly's like, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of a dump. But wait, as I look around over there... A bandstand with great 40s music because he's an older gentleman and he was actually a clarinet player with Glenn Miller. Mm -hmm. So this is what he immediately gravitates to is that 40s swing sensibility. And so magically what appears is a 40s bandstand with dancers and swing dancers and zoot suits. And and the trio of singers in the close harmony. That are very much like the Andrews sisters going on over there. And Michael Beck is like, Fuck that shit. It's the 80s, you asshole. You know what's in? Electric orange. He says that! Electric orange. Eight guys in electric orange. And and synthesizers and crazy shit. And then you flip over to this side. And you've got the tubes with Fee Waybill. Fee Waybill. And they are singing a fucking song. And there's all these crazy 80s fashions. And Darcel Wynn. And Darcel Wynn shaking her booty at the camera. And they flip back and forth. They're like, oh, here's some, some 40s. Dance and, and then they got some uh, 80s. Got some dancing to do. <laughs> and then they're like, what would happen? Anybody oh. My God. And then the two bandstands slowly merge. And when do you put your fingers together at this point? Yeah. And you realize that the two pieces of music you've been hearing have been composed in counterpoint and they go beautifully together and your mind melts a little bit. You're like, oh my God, what just happened? (laughs) I did not do it musical justice, but. Look for it on Spotify or... And then you cry a little bit and you buy the fucking soundtrack because your brain exploded. This is the best soundtrack you will ever own. It is It is the soundtrack I turn to at 3 a.m. on a road trip when I'm tired. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting tired. I don't know what to do to stay awake. Xanadu. You can use it for everything. You can use it for jogging. You can use it for biking. You can use it for road trips. You can even use it to get laid. It's true. It's true. My husband and I sing these songs to each other. You don't have to sing to each other. You can just put the soundtrack in. Sex happens. Sex happens with Xanadu. Pro tip. (laughs) That sounds really dirty when you say that. A pro tip. I'm coming at you and I know what to do. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just are we talking pro about Michael? Tip. Are we just, talking about Michael Beck's nose? Just no! No! You know what? That nose is big enough. I'm willing to try. <laughs> I want to talk about I, the animated sequence, yes, which is you the first, yes. first commercial. The first the first commercial job produced by Don Bluth. Don Don Bluth Studios. He had been a Disney animator and then he branched out on his own. And when you watch it, you're like, oh, that's fucking Don Bluth. It's got the whole overdramatic facial gestures. And what's funny is that both Sharon and I remember as children feeling like the animated sequence went on for like 10, 15 15 minutes. minutes, Yeah. (laughs) And it really only lasts for like a minute and a half. It's a short song. Yeah. Now, that said, as as I pointed out, my friend Scott was like, why is he a bird now? So they start out as 
as animated people and then they turn into fish and I want to point out that Michael Beck is a fish that still wears a vest. Yep. Yeah. And then they turn into birds. And when they turn into birds, Olivia <laughs> Newton-John is a bird with leg warmers and he's a bird with a vest. Mm-hmm. And, and I so- want to point out that somehow that makes it more charming. They're clearly northern cardinals and it's fairly <laughs> accurate because Michael Beck is the male with the vest and he's red as a cardinal should be. And she's this kind of dull olive brown color as a female northern cardinal should be. So even as a kid, I was like, oh my God, they're trying to be accurate. Even though you would never see a bird wearing leg warmers or a vest or a little bow on her crest. This is the viewpoint and perspective of our resident bird. But I mean, if you knew how inaccurate movies are about birds, you take take any bone you can get. So I'm going to take a female cardinal that's kind of brown and drab with leg warmers. That is as good as it gets for me. That sequence has Dragon's Lair all over it. It does, doesn't it? Oh, oh my God, God, it does. Yes. It does. Yeah. Did he oh, my God. Oh, yes, yeah. he, he did. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's totally yeah. Princess oh. Daphne. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Jesus, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. that's so true. <sighs> Xanadu. Let's talk about Sandal Bergman's tits. We already <laughs> talked we about that. that. We, did we that. should talk some more. No. <laughs> well, her tits are worthy of much examination. But personally, choreographically, I want to point out all that the... The skating sequences are done by Peggy Fleming, which, as a choreographer, I can appreciate the fact that she did a very good job choreographing for people who aren't skaters. So if you watch the suddenly sequence where they're in the crazy ass. <laughs> and the, the bizarro any any setting will do. So it's like a beach, like a train is going to run them over. But we or, record or music in here. But that, but that scene account. was lifted right out of Singing in the Rain. It's true. It's true. They they they're, they're in the movie studio and they and they do the the yeah. shtick where they're singing and dancing and all the movie stuff is happening. That's that's exactly what they're but, going but, for. But I mean, this is supposed to be a recording studio where rock stars are supposed to be able to record shit. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want as a train running me down as well, I'm recording. It's or also the a 1980s. A Dalek is that train is a Dalek. A train. Yeah. A train I, I, looks it like a Dalek. It's the it sounds, Dalek. They, I'm sure they edited out all the exterminates. Mm, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But if you watch, the, there's a final sequence that they do in one take where it is very lyrical. It is very smooth. It is not complicated, but it is effective. And I give props to Peggy Fleming and the other skate choreographers because it's hard to choreograph for people who can't dance. Yeah. And they did it and it looks fine and you don't you don't end up watching it going jesus fucking christ what the hell are you doing well those two were kind of on a par with each other in skill level anyway so as far as skating goes yeah yeah because that's one of the weird things about this movie is that he can't sing and doesn't sing she can sing but she doesn't sing much actually in the movie and that neither one of them can roller skate and yet they do it all the time they really can't and it's kind of considered a movie musical but even though, like, her songs are in the movie, like, in Magic, when he first discovers her at the abandoned building... She's not singing that. She's not singing that. She's just skating around to her own song. Right. And And good for her. And and uh, the, the animation sequence, they're not singing. No, that's ELO and, singing. And, uh, yeah, but at the she, end, she sings her own song. Yeah. At the end, she finally sings. Well, and she sings uh, Suspended in Time. She does. You're right. She does. The dance sequences are done by Kenny Ortega, who famously also choreographed 
dirty dancing. And when you watch some of the sequences, you're like, look at that happening right there. That's totally dirty dancing happening. I totally want to have the time of my life right now. <laughs> and there are some choices he makes. You're like, wow, you were a young choreographer because that's a really odd choice to make. There's this point where they like do this stiff-legged walk while they're bent over and they're shimmying. It's kind of zombie flare oh, going yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. just like, what are you doing there, Kenny? That wasn't a good choice. And then they sort of hop up and they do this thing, which interestingly enough reminds me of the sequence in Singing in the Rain, the um, Broadway rhythm. The Broadway oh. rhythm, oh. where they do it, brought, and they do this whole thing where they they just sort of shake their arms up like this. But you're f so focused on Gene Kelly that all you see is movement that looks good until you stop looking at Gene Kelly and watch the chorus and go, "What the fuck are they doing?" And then they turn around, they sort <laughs> of wiggle. They're providing background, is what. And then they just sort of they are zigzag set. their arms up and stop. <laughs> And wiggle, 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 wiggle. And you're like, wow, I never stopped to really notice that chorus choreography is sort of weird in this era. <laughs> it really is. But Kenny Ortega, for the most part, does a really good job. The most disappointing thing about the movie slash soundtrack uh -oh. is that the finale of the movie is not on the soundtrack. The whole, yeah. The bum, bum, bum. <gasps> well, bum, but bum, also the clapping, all of... The clapping number. Yeah. The, also, the fool, the the hard rock number and the country number, none of that. Yeah. Right. None of that is on the soundtrack. You're like, why Did would... run out of space? Why wouldn't you put this on the soundtrack? Because <laughs> it's awesome. It is kind it of is. awesome. Yeah, that it's whole good. medley she does. Though they they yeah. probably they probably had trouble figuring out how they would edit it into something that would go on an album, or because on the radio. It, because it even. is it is insert music. It you know she starts singing Xanadu mm -hmm. and then stops because she's singing all these other numbers kind of as inserts and then returns to Xanadu. Pink Floyd already made albums by this time. This can, <laughs> this could yeah. have happened. It could have happened. The finale of the entire movie goes on forever. As it it's, should. It starts with mimes juggling mm -hmm. and yeah. people running between them. I'm Gene not Kelly joking. Runs out. Yeah. I'm not joking. And then they're roller skating. And then here comes Olivia Newton-John to sing the title, the title song. And there's a, there's some break dancing zoot suitors. Yes. And then there are tightrope walkers. Tight walkers. There's satin-tid, pants-suited waiters and waitresses. Yes. Yep. yes. With acrylic trays that are yeah. square with nothing and, on them. And then there's an aerialist. And then there's 40s tap dancers. And then there's sort of very 70s rockers. Mm -hmm. there's, and then, there's a fountain. There's a fountain that splashes all over the place. We couldn't yeah. help but notice. That, that's a safety hazard. That is totally, especially when you're wearing roller skates. Mm -hmm. uh, water is deadly when you're wearing roller skates. I can tell you that. And then there's a country number and she's wearing the most fringe ever. Uh, that was the style at the time, That though. fringe was urban like cowboy. six feet long. Urban cowboy heading into urban cowboy. It's yeah. true. Urban mm -hmm. cowboy was early 80s. It was a huge thing. I remember. I remember that. Because um, you were looking there. for love in all the wrong places. Whooping Panabin. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I went to. So. I, know. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you, Eddie Murphy. But pretty much right after the country number, she cuts to the space age robe thing. Yeah. Right? With the weird. Well, space age Greek goddess is, I think, with the triangle hair. Yeah. 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 Triangle hats. Triangle hats on the hair. And then she had that whole sparkly thing kind of like it was kind of like a throwback to victor victoria yeah oh. like what she wears in that but it was yeah. kind of like a more 80s Actually, version she was, of that she was wearing lucifer's robe from battlestar galactica yeah. <laughs> with a big collar you know yeah. and but LeMay. it was kind of quilted yeah yeah oh so i wanted that so bad i wanted the hair piece what light bulb head i i did i wanted the joystick hair yeah with this sort oh, of okay. dripping it looked badass with the dripping sort of um glitter it's like on the all hair. i have to do is put my hair up and then just toss that on and i look awesome yeah 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 <laughs> You literally can't ask for more in a finale. <laughs> just, there was everything in it. Everything. Before we move on, Kenny Ortega for three years. <laughs> We're still on Kenny worked, Ortega. I'm I'm wrapping this well, up. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Melissa will make sense of it in post. We'll fix it in oh, hold post. It, hold it. Future Melissa, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa will fix it in post. I will. Kenny Ortega for three years worked with the tubes on their stage show and actually performed in their shows, which is probably how the tubes ended up in a crucial moment in this film. Mm-hmm. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> I, I love it's not that. what you know, it's who you know. I, I love that the tubes show up because the tubes were amazing. Um, my mother oh, was yeah. actually a, uh, a kind of a groupie when I was growing up, like, I was three years old on tour with Fairchild, you know, that sort of thing. You know, and we were so Your life is so weird to I know, me. I know. Um, yeah, you know, we, uh, she was uh, dating the guitarist from Chameleon for a while. Wow. Chameleon being the band that uh, Yanni came from, of all people. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, when, when, when Yanni became a big thing, my mom would point at the TV going, why is he dating Linda Evans? But anyway, um, thanks, Chameleon. Yeah. I really didn't need Yanni, but thanks. Yeah, thank you. But um, she saw tons and tons and tons of bands from like the mid 70s through the end yes. of the 80s. And, you know, like she saw the police at the armory in Minneapolis and she saw Pat Benatar in a bar and she saw you two at. Uh, First Avenue, you know, small venue. That is just yeah. nuts to think of you two it's, in it's such a, a tiny venue. It's as amazing, First Avenue. right? Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah. uh, she said out of all of the bands she ever saw, the tubes were the greatest act she ever saw. Because the tubes put on such an amazing show. Hey, they committed in Xanadu. Oh, they totally did. Oh, they yeah. committed. They were amazing. You got to give props to anybody in Xanadu who's like, this is what's happening and it is now happening 100%. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody really commits in this. You don't watch this at any point just like, yeah, this actor is phoning it in. Everybody nope. oh. is like committing. Yeah, this is a $13 million movie and they were, they were God damn it, they were acting the shit out of this This thing. doesn't make sense, but I'm going to say the shit out of this Wherever yep. she is is she came here you can go there lover i am not going to take a back seat tonight <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> you are so hot right now <laughs> i know i know i'm standing on my two feet tonight Ooh, ooh. i'm just saying you're not standing anywhere right now <laughs> no you really nope. do you have some dancing to do i do have some dancing to do <laughs> 
I'm glad you noticed. It's on my agenda for later. Uh, hey, how about anybody else? Anybody feeling blue? <laughs> anybody needing someone? Someone new? <laughs> and if you watch this movie, Anyone you will know cold? how brilliant our dialogue has been right now. Anybody blue? Anybody needing someone new? Hey, hey, lover, forget about the rules tonight. Forget about them, seriously. Yeah. Are you feeling cold? Sad and blue? There's no one there I can hold. It's true. <laughs> you better believe that I I got some moves that I want to try. Yeah, yeah. I want to try these moves. There is nothing else that I would rather do. Forget about the blues tonight. Yes. Sweet thing. Sweet thing. Forget about those blues tonight, sweet thing. Forget about them. Fuck the blues. We are going to fuck them away. We're going to fuck the blues the right out of you. There are, I'm not a rules The girl. word fuck does not appear in the Xanadu film. But it is totally <laughs> implied with that song when she's saying forget about the rules Forget tonight. about the rules. I think it's implied in Marcel's dancing. But. And whatever you're feeling about the blues, I am going to make you not Darcel. feel blue I am going to get some, some pantyhose with seams up the back and like a dual split skirt and some skin tight neon clothing and I'm going to rock you like a muse. Rock gonna... you like a muse. There's a whole musical number that did not happen in the film. Okay, there's a moment in the movie where Kira, who is Olivia Newton-John, says, I'm a muse. And then he makes the oldest joke ever and she clearly is like, yeah, yeah, funny. She's like, no, I'm a Greek muse. I have been painted by Michelangelo AKA fucked. Bach wrote music for us. Shakespeare. AKA Bach went down on me. (laughs) Shakespeare wrote sonnets about us. AKA Shakespeare and I did butt stuff. (laughs) And now I'm inspiring you to open a roller disco. So I'm kind of feeling like maybe I'm slumming. For you, this is just going to be oral. Wait, wait, wait. Young young Shakespeare in Muse? (laughs) Back door. Back door. (laughs) Sonny's job. What the fuck? What the fuck Sunny. is up with Sonny's job? All right. So, <clears throat> from the sober end of the room, Sonny. <laughs> there, oh, there, okay. I listeners, am judging. Don't, don't you be judging. I am now. not judging anybody. <laughs> I would be with you if my body still handled alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like how Gordon put this as a spectrum and it really isn't. Wait, <laughs> because there's like full on and full all curve, I think. <laughs> I, I just want to say for the record, I'm like this... Sober or drinking. Oh, we know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 You, you don't need alcohol to make you better. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're, you're, you're awesome. You're, you're at 100% all the time. Oh, thank yeah, you. God, true. you guys are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> you can be on our podcast anytime. Aww. My husband would really like that. Sharon Styler, I like her so much. Uh. <laughs> Suddenly this guy really creepy. So what the fuck's up with Sonny's job, Sonny's right? job. <laughs> Sonny Malone is a painter, and he... Not a house painter. He is not a house painter. He recreates album covers at, like, you know, eight foot by eight foot, so they can hang them outside (laughs) a record store. This was a thing in the late 70s. This was I don't feel like like it was ever really a thing. Not outside. I feel like this was a made-up thing for movies. Did anybody really ever do this? I think it was a thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was was indoors, but... When I I went to college, 
at the University of Minnesota, we were in the old Negley building, which is the old building where the billboards were hand painted. Yeah. That, that's where like all my art classes happened. That's how they used yeah. to do like, yeah. like all the billboards like now when we're on the highway, those used to be hand painted. Yeah. Oh, yes. didn't it's, you ever, it's I remember true. with Cary Grant, that was the job he got. Yeah. Yeah. What? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So the, totally legitimate job. Totally the legitimate it, but job. No, I'm sorry. It's a bullshit job. Well, but, it is a bullshit job, but, it, but it's man, a legit job. It well, was back, a real job that was still bullshit. Back in back in 1980, reproduction uh, was not just... <laughs> we'll reel that one back in, Gordon. <laughs> you got drunk ladies in the room. I'm going to make her spit through her nose by saying artistic reproduction. <laughs> That's was, what happened when Sam Elliott comes in. It was basically getting paid to do paint on by album number. covers. <laughs> I would totally love to get paid to do paint by number. I w- seriously, that's a job I could have done, and I would have done it with panache. Yeah, well, that's I what Sonny was doing. That's, that's what kept getting yeah. him in trouble. At his yes. job. no, no, no. He was being an asshole about it. I'm better than this. I would have sucked he was dick being a- and been like, "You're paying me to do paint by numbers." Yes. He was really fast at it, which tells us all we need to know about Sonny in bed. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because his boss even said, you're the fastest. (laughs) (laughs) Which really is amazing, given how the guy with the glasses, how fast he can paint a painting. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because there's the... There's this amazing continuity error where the painting's half done, you cut away for five seconds, and it comes back and it's done. Guy with the glasses wins. He hasn't even... the fastest. He hasn't even turned to the painting. Yes. He painted it, like, over the back of his shoulder. Gordon. Gordon, you're sober. You save us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm taking over. Okay. Uh, No, no, I'm not. Save us. You have notes. Gordon has notes. notes. What's on your notes? notes. I totally, I totally No, Wendy, don't take his notes. I think we should take his notes. Because there wasn't a finished script when they started filming. No, there wasn't. That is never good. Which explains why the script is stronger in Greece, too. But sometimes it works. There wasn't a finished script with Casablanca. That's true. Yeah. Well, I think I I think it ended up working in Xanadu too. I mean, they 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 ended up massaging the storyline into something that was acceptable. <laughs> you said massaging. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when you said you were easy, I didn't think it was orally. No, I'm the one who's easy. Oh, She's okay. lazy. <laughs> ah. What were you saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we were talking about Xanadu. Yes, we were. Um, Which is both easy and lazy. Gene Kelly took the role because it wasn't far from his house. Lazy. There is a stamp of approval there. (laughs) Michael Beck didn't even have to audition for the role. They originally wanted either John Travolta or Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb, yes. Which, think about suddenly, which is performed by Olivia and Cliff Richard, performed by Olivia and Andy Gibb. I can imagine it. I think it would sound good. Especially that suddenly song. It really is. But I will say this, Andy Gibb, I don't know what his acting chops were, and at least Michael Beck was trying to be an actor. I feel like the movie benefited from having somebody in that role who wanted to act. Michael, we got a role for you. Do I have to try out? No. Nope. Do I have to sing? No. Okay, I'm in. And he looked in these tight pants and these really short shorts. These very short shorts. He did have excellent thighs. His roller skating stride was very problematic, but 
He had really nice legs. He did. But he was wearing white socks with black boots. No, black, sl- black roller skates. The black roller skates were hot. I wanted the black roller skates. Yeah, but the Who white didn't? socks with the black roller skates and the shorts. It was a style at the time. It's Not unlike wearing an onion at your belt at the turn of the century. <laughs> did they do that? In yes. Shelbyville. Yes. <laughs> what is the reference here? Another Simpsons. <laughs> and speaking of Simpson. 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 Let's boss. talk about Simpson for yeah. a minute. Sonny's boss. Sonny's boss was in a bazillion things. There is he a he is a character actor that you will just recognize. Yeah. And th- for much James Bitch Sloyan. James you Sloyan. bitch about the script not being snappy. The scene between Sonny and Simpson in his office is pretty snappy. He's like, would it surprise you? No, not really. I gave up art. I think you made the right choice. Wait, 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 wait. Doesn't Sonny end up giving art to run a nightclub to be a manager? Oh. He does. Oh. He does. Oh. That's true. That's deep. Oh, so deep. Simpson was right. Actually, actually I, I really don't understand what Sonny was... Uh, was happening with Sonny as a character because he really, really wanted to be an artist. He wanted yeah, to be and he kind of gave an it up. artist in quotes. He yeah. wanted to be an artist, so he decides that instead of being an artist, he's going to fall in love with Kira, which is more important than his art, and open a nightclub and, and be the second banana owner of a nightclub and like doing shit like putting out parking signs that's like an actual line that is like oh, yeah. oh help me put out these parking signs mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. and we all know how popular roller disco remained i mean yeah this was this was 1980 this was like watching the final season of gilmore girls on netflix as rory is going off to her career in journalism and you're just like mm. yeah there's there's a problem watching the movie where you're like this club's only gonna Stay open for like six months. So we have so, not <clears throat> talked about Joel Silver yet. Joel Silver. Yes. The producer of this wonderful film. Oh my God, he produced this film. What else has he, pro- has, what else has he done? Where's this Joel Silver? I don't recognize the name at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Joel Silver fellow you keep referencing? Shut up. I'm fine. <laughs> Joel, I, I Joel may have drunk some champagne. Meanwhile, you might, the bottle, you might have accidentally gotten some champagne in the, your system. The, the the bottle of champagne is empty. Is it? It is. And Bravo. only two people in this room have had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be Melissa and myself. Because fuck y'all, the re- we're celebrating whether or not you, the rest of you are. I'm we're, celebrating with the Lachlovin. The Yeah, the Lagavulin 16 is rather lovely. Hey, hand me that. Yeah. yeah. Do you really want that? Are you sure? Uh, I'll have a, just a smidge. Just, just have like a little pinky finger Yeah, because sometimes I want a peat bog in my mouth. You want the Piltdown Man in your mouth? I you do. want that? You don't want the Boreal Forest vodka that's out? Duluth is lying to you that that's a good thing to drink. Really? Oh, Duluth? No. Boreal spruce vodka, and I was like, Oof. Duluth, I love you. I love the Boreal Forest. I like spruce trees. Your gin sucks. Oh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. That. Okay, so Joel Silver. Joel Silver. <clears throat> Joel Silver was a producer who did Xanadu. Now everybody knows that Xanadu did not get very good reviews. But it did make money. It it what are you talking money. about, Willis? Xana in a word, Xana don't. That was the headline. <laughs> and and fuck them anyway. Yes. I loved it. At so Tintral, many of us Xana did. Don't don't yeah. reward them with fucking. Yeah. I if I had run into that person on the street, I would have punched him in the nards. 
Okay, so Joel Silver. <laughs> Joel Silver was the producer. Now this guy, he doesn't he doesn't take, you know, failure easily. So what does he do? He marshals his forces and produces Predator, Commando, Lethal Weapon, and Die Hard. It's so macho. It's, it's so all, macho. It's all so macho. Yes. I'm not gay at all. I'm suddenly hard. Xanadu. 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 Okay. So, Gordon, what, what have we not? Yes. Inter- interesting things. Xanadu. Now you can talk. All right. Interesting, <laughs> interesting things from, about the movie that we haven't touched on. Number one. Yep. Olivia Newton-John got married shortly after Xanadu. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, to the dude. To the dude. If you watch the film and the number where she dances with Gene Kelly, there's a ghost image in the background in the early part of the number where there's a person who's supposed to be a young Gene Kelly, and they start off the song. Well, that is Matt Latanzi, and she married him and had her one and only child with him and then got divorced. According to the Huff Post. <laughs> Quote, some say it was an affair by Latanzi that did them in. Others say his rather earthy hobo style was at odds with Olivia Newton-John's more spiritual glitzy life. Irreconcilable it is pretty darn glitzy. I don't know about the spiritual part. Yeah. She does like to get physical. Physical. <laughs> I want to get physical. Let me yeah. buy um, uh, The other thing, uh, the, the building that was Xanadu was uh, the Pan Pacific Auditorium. And it, it they say in the movie that, uh, well, um, Gene, Gene, Kelly Gene says, Kelly's character, when they come up to the building, he says, didn't they used to have wrestling here? And he's he's correct. They had wrestling matches <laughs> at the auditorium. And he'd know because he didn't live far because part yeah. of why he agreed to do the, mu- the movie was... It wasn't uh, far from home. It's not far from home. I don't have too bad of a commute. Yeah, I guess I'll do the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that that building was built in 1935. It burned down in 1985? 19... 80, I thought it was 89. 89, yep. Yeah. Burned to the ground in 89. Um, and uh, the location actually now has a new community center on it. And uh, it actually has one of the spires one of the Art Deco little things sticking up out of the top. And that's uh, an homage. And so for the Xanadu fans to go driving by and go, yep. Xanadu. That's right. Xanadu. <laughs> um, you can all wear your summer dresses. Now we are here. <laughs> Xanadu, your neon lights will shine. For you, Xanadu. Okay. <laughs> If, if anyone is really, really interested in Xanadu the movie, they can go on the internet and visit a site called www.xanadumovie.com. Oh. And there are actually lots of good photographs there of, like, the Pan Pacific building. And actually, they have a shot of it burning down with the fire truck in front of it. Oh, oh my God. And Xanadu burns, Xanadu burns. It burns. It burns. Um, Coleridge didn't say anything about that. In Xanadu did Kublai Khan oh God, here we go. a stately pleasure dome decree where Alf the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man down to a sunless sea. Go on, you know the rest. <laughs> so twice five miles of fertile ground with walls and towers were girdled round, and here were gardens filled with bright and sinuous rills and many an incense-bearing tree, and here were forests ancient as the hills enfolding sunny spots of greenery. 
So weave a circle round him thrice, and close your eyes with holy dread, for he on honeydew hath fed and drunk the milk of paradise. That's the closing lines to Xanadu. Yeah. That's close to me. There was some editing there. <laughs> oh, it goes on for fucking oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. I just skipped to the end. It's a long damn poem. Skip yeah. to the end. <laughs> so, Xanadu. There it is. There it is. Anybody who talks about it being a bad movie, I can't talk to them. Well, it wasn't a flop. See? It wasn't. It you made it, it has money. flaws. Oh, it did. I'm not saying but it what does, movie doesn't? What movie doesn't, realistically? Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> all the flaws. That's what you pull out? All the flaws in Back to Fine. the Future were left on the cutting room floor. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Okay, Raiders. Oh, yeah. It's okay. true. Very few. Empire Strikes Back. Mm. It's true. Anyone who hates on Xanadu is incapable of viewing things uncynically. I agree. You have to go into this film and you have to take on a childlike sort of attitude and you say, you know what? You have to accept it as a fantasy and just accept it and go, this is the reality And you of the can't situation. be snide. Exactly no. like watching Grease 2. I disagree completely. <laughs> I can't handle Grease 2. Why do you got to do that to me? Because what you're saying is like, that's exactly how I watched the movie the thing, Grease here, 2. Here's the thing. If you hate on Xanadu, you have to hate on Wizard of Oz. Yes! Wow. <laughs> oh. Because they're because they're they are the same thing. You can't watch The Wizard of Oz <laughs> cynically. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you can totally watch Wizard Boom. of Oz cynically. I Shut threw, up. I it's threw true. that there. Boom. I, especially that scene when she's dancing down the yellow brick road in the scarecrow and her hair's changing length every scene. I haven't noticed that. Yeah, really. yeah. When she meets a scarecrow and they're dancing along and singing about if I only had whatever, like her hair changes length. Like at one point it's below the boob, and then another point it's like at her ear, and then it's like at the nipple. I mean, yeah, her hair changes like three different lengths. Mind. Uh, actually, long. it's it's a little known fact that Judy Garland did have uh, a little crank on her back that would, <laughs> that would make her hair shorter. I want that doll. That and then you, that and then you could pull so it out. Sense. You hit a button and pull it out, and it was God. longer. God. And, you know, the, the hairstylist, they just couldn't fucking get it. Yeah. Anyway, there's hair issues in that movie. I will have to watch it more closely next time. <laughs> and you know what I heard? I heard that the tornado was just a great big sock. Well, it is. <laughs> I I have my fantasies, and I want to live in them. And, and the guy hanging in the background isn't really a dead body. It's just an African crown crane. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I have my fantasies, and in my fantasies, I am surrounded by a little halo of golden light, and when I'm done with the scene, I just shoot up into the heavens. Tell me, shoot up. do you feel like you really want to be suspended in time right now? Are I, you a child and a fool in one? I am. <laughs> so sure you can need no one. I am. Her heart is always on the run to nowhere. <laughs> I'm glad you know that because it's so true. But how can your love for Xanadu, Xanadu succeed? <laughs> Did you a say Xanadu is what we need? A and miracle. so she's appealing to us. Which doesn't rhyme. I appeal to you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Keep me suspended in time. With this being a good musical With in you. my head. I love Xanadu for so many reasons. With you. Don't let this feeling end.
I get a feeling when I'm. I, with I'm you. trying to decide whether uh, whether Melissa's laughing or crying. <laughs> this is a little bit of both, Gordon. I just want to say I, I know for certain. Suspended in time with you. Don't let this moment die. I thought it was die. No, okay, die. I don't know. I get a feeling when I'm with you. None of the rules apply. But I know for certain goodbye is a crime. So love if you need me. Suspend me in time. In time. And cut. <laughs> wrote great music that's what carries the movie that and the fact that it's got three really solid leads and that's what carries it because they didn't have a script (laughs) as we know because they were writing it while they were filming just like casablanca casablanca had michael curtiz that's my Uh, point xanadu (laughs) equals casablanca no Oh. <laughs> no, no, oh. no, 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 Michael Cortese wishes he could write dancing. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Ah. Shit's getting real, man. <laughs> Michael Cortese only oh. dreamed that he could write dancing. And she's cut off. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Do we think Michael Cortese could have managed that? <gasps> mm. What do you want to? Michael Curtiz could do anything. Yeah. (laughs) This has been Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. We've been here with our very special guests, Sharon. Yay! And Gordon. Hello. And our studio audience, Jennifer, who's been very patient. And I feel not as judgy as she might have been considering how drunk some of us are. So (laughs) congratulations, Jennifer. (laughs) So I've been Wendy and that's been Melissa. And we have been delighted that you have stuck with us through 50 episodes. It's amazing. Amazing. Dear listeners, you are a hearty folk. (laughs) A hearty and tolerant folk. (laughs) I'm not sure what... If any goals we've actually accomplished, but we've had fun along the way. And that's really kind of all I need in this life at this point. Yes. And dear listeners, we, we thank you for listening, whoever you are, wherever you are. We love you. Really. <laughs> they love you. They love you so we much. Do. No, it's we really do. important. You need to listen right now. They really, really, really love you right now. I love you, man. When I, I think so... about you, I touch oh, myself. That's not oh, Xanadu. I don't want anybody else. No, no, no. You, they, they have to believe you are magic. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, she is. Whenever you're away from them. <gasps> wherever you go, goes, you're never far away from them. I want you to know. And suddenly I'm where you are. You better never stray, cause I'll never be far away. It's kind of a creepy stalker song, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It's love. That's love, baby. So, dear listeners, we do have a special treat for you. I have the original draft of the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome theme song. <laughs> it's 
theme song? There is a theme song, and the original draft is Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown oh, singing our theme song with the guitar. <laughs> and that is what you get now. And yes. So enjoy, enjoy it to the max. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy it fully. There's nothing quite like it. And that was kind of the genesis of this whole thing. We listened to that and thought, huh, there is something there. <laughs> there is. So you listen to it now and think about what might be there for you. What? I don't know what that means, Wendy. So, dear <laughs> listeners, please enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so deep. All right, everybody, kiss the microphone. We love you all. On a stately pleasure dome decree And in our podcast Pleasure Dome We'll talk about some movies It's that new cinema pleasure dome I gotta go pee I gotta go pee (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.